It's now time for Altamont Indians basketball on 100.5 and 105.5 Jack FM. A pleasant good evening to everyone out there, and welcome into a jam-packed State Elmo High School State Elmo Gymnasium. And it's an NTC clash tonight, and it's a rivalry game as well here on this Friday night as it's between the Altamont Indians and the St. Elmo Brownstown Eagles. Welcome into the broadcast position, high up here in the uh, bleachers. Not quite as high as I was last night at Paris, but uh, still pretty up here. And it's Travis Sparks, alongside Dominic Daters, and we'll be here calling all the action tonight here on the voice of Altamont Indian Athletics, 100.5, 105.5, Jack FM. Also streaming online at vmradio.com on the FM radio app as well. Altamont comes in riding a 17-a-game winning streak and a 22-3 and overall record, and they're also perfect in the NCC as of now, 5-0 and in the conference regular season. St. Elmo, they are in a pretty uh, impressive and also a respectable 16-9 and on the season and 2-4 and in the NCC conference. As the last time out for Altamont was a win on Tuesday in the NCC of the Battle of the Indians against Nioga, and Altamont came away with a win, 82-55 to was the final. There was a slow start for Altamont. Nioga scored the first seven points of the game, and then Altamont finally found their footing, and it was a high-scoring affair there in the opening quarter. We were tied at 21 after one quarter of play, but then Altamont put the clamps down and held Nioga to just 10 points in the second quarter, 10 points in the third quarter, and Altamont started to uh, take control. And Mason Robinson also came off the bench and provided a spark on a Tuesday as he scored 22 points on the night, 13 in the first half and like 12 in the uh, second half. I don't think that math really uh, calculates right, but he didn't have 22 points in the game. I didn't know that. So uh, that would mean uh, 11, right? No. I should just stop doing math. And it was uh, 22 points on the night for Mason Robinson and Elam. They also had 12, and Yarhouse had 11 in the contest as well. So a little bit of a slow start for Altamont, and uh, the defense was impressive. I mean, even though uh, Richard scored 26 points, but uh, those were all tough shots that he was taking. In the first half, he was making a lot of them. In the second, and he wasn't quite hitting as many as he was in the first half, and Dylan Elam was the man who was uh, guarding him for the majority of the game. And they also did a nice job on Brady Reynolds as he, uh, he went off in the uh, game of the NTC tournament, but he was only held to five points, and those were all came in the first quarter. So uh, really all all in all, uh, 21 in the first quarter for Nioga, but then holding the team to just 55. I was uh, putting the clamps down after that first quarter there, and Altamont picked up another win in the NTC, and that's always important. Yeah, it's definitely always important to pick up another win in the NTC as uh, that's all the all – the regular season or, or, uh, or last these last four games, three out of the last four, including tonight, or NCC conference game tomorrow's a shootout, a non-conference game against Tuscola in Altamont with uh, Valentine's Day next Tuesday. They got the uh, FKM Santee home in the final game of the year at Windsor Steve Straw. So still uh, not out of the woods yet as far as the uh, season or NCC goes. But, uh, you know, five five and zero, oh, and uh, I look for you know the JV game was really really competitive. Uh, I won that fifty four to forty four, but uh, I look for the varsity game to be just just as competitive as, as well. Um, you know, then with Brownstown, they're definitely no slouches. Sixteen and nine on the season, and having one of their, their 
were better seasons in, in, recent, recent, in my recent memory anyway. And uh, so I just look for a really, really good ball game here, here tonight between these two teams, these two rivals. You know, just, you know five miles or less separation. I know, you know one's, yeah. one's in Effingham County, one's in Fayette County, but uh, they're definitely, definitely rivals, rivals for sure. And uh, I'm sure it'll show tonight here on the court. Both teams will be be out there playing tough, playing their, trying to play their best. And, you know, Samuel would love nothing better than give. Alamont, you know, their first conference loss and, you know, first first loss since uh, way back in December. So. Yeah, it would definitely be a good uh, uh, resume builder for St. Elmo trying to get some momentum going into uh, the uh, postseason. I'll tell you about the postseason as the brackets were revealed this afternoon. So we'll tell you where Altamont will be going for the regional. And uh, that's coming up here in just a little bit. But uh, on the other side of for St. Elmo, uh, they are coming in kind of stumbling. They've lost back-to-back contests here. As on Tuesday, they fell to Cumberland by a point of 46-45. Uh, Cumberland got off to a great start, 16-7 lead after one quarter. Uh, St. Elmo kind of closed the gap in the second quarter, and they trailed by six at halftime. And then St. Elmo got right back in it, and they actually were 33-32 leading it going into the final quarter. But then uh, Cumberland outscored them 14-12 in the final quarter and uh, coming away with a win. And Cade Schwab, he led the way for St. Elmo. He had 13. Atwood, he added 10. And Brady Mason added 9 points. And uh, since the conference tournament, uh, St. Elmo Brownstown fell in the Constellation Championship to Wizards Stustrov, 51-44 on that Saturday. And then they came out of it, beating Dietrich, 73-61, uh, an impressive win there. And then, like I said, they've dropped a couple of games. Last Friday, they dropped a game against South Central, 42-31, and then on Tuesday against uh, Cumberland, and uh, like we were saying, you know, Coach always says when these two teams get together to throw the records out the window, and even though the St. Elmo Brownstown has been stumbling a little bit, they just play teams differently here. The two teams that we cover here on Cromwell Media, the Cumberland Pirates and the Altamont Indians, they don't do very well here in this gym. Uh, historically, from what I've been covering, uh, some bad luck always seems to follow in this gymnasium, so uh, that's what they almost got it going for them, and uh, they'll try to, you know, start to get it going here before the postseason and try to bounce back after, you know, an impressive win on Dietrich, but losing two in a row, you don't want to lose three in a row uh, there, and then a quick turnaround. They'll also play uh, tomorrow, just like Altamont will in the, in the shootout there in Altamont tomorrow, so uh, you need to get a win here tonight uh, if you're St. Elmo. Yeah, definitely, definitely don't. You know, you never want to lose Multiple games in a row, and uh, yeah, definitely getting a win here tonight for for Salem Brownstown. We'll uh, you know definitely give give you know probably get not that they've necessarily lost their confidence, but definitely give them a positive confidence and a momentum boost you know going forward. Uh, tomorrow they play uh, Sullivan in that uh, shootout at Alabama, and uh, you know I think they got two more games next week, and then you know on to the regionals. They're up in up in the Columbus. Um, as well, they got the they got the eight seed, and uh, so yeah, definitely, definitely any any momentum they can they can get for for any team this this time of year is uh, you know definitely definitely helpful. And, you know, Al Alamont's got all the momentum you know right now on their side. And, you know, like I said, not having losing uh, December to the Breeze Central the shootout at Greenville, and uh, they're on that winning they're on that winning streak. You know, twenty two and three. 
um, number two in the last 1A poll in the state. Um, so they've got a lot of momentum, a lot of stuff on their side. And, uh, you know, it being this time of the year, you know, you know, a lot, a lot of teams are, you know, getting for them and stuff like that. Like I said earlier, same with Ross, I would love nothing better than giving them their first conference loss and uh, come out of here tonight with the, with the victory. So, well, I I just think it'll be a good competitive game and maybe even a little, little bit of a chippy game and uh, see what happens. And I say that those final two games uh, next week are Ramsey and the Cowden Eric Beecher City, and then uh, they'll uh, start uh, the regional play. And let's talk about the original play. As the brackets were revealed, the seeding came out yesterday, and that was revealed that Altamont drew the number one seed there. And uh, then the question was whether uh, IHSA was going to send them to uh, South Central or send them uh, to Nokomis because those are the two host sites. And just how the seeds shook out, you just could kind of tell that uh, Altamont was leaning towards the Nokomis side of uh, things. And uh, sure enough, when the brackets were revealed today, that is where they're at. So they're the number one seed, and they'll be playing the regional in the Comets, and uh, that's where they'll start. But they'll actually start in Altamont on a Saturday, uh, uh, the 18th, as uh, they'll be hosting uh, the uh, 16th seed Mulberry Grove in the regional quarterfinal, and then they'll switch to the semifinals later on that week in the Comets and the championship, obviously, in the Comets as well. And Altamont is hosting the sectional as well. I know that's a big motivational factor when you – See that on the schedule coming out that you're hosting a sectional. You always want to be on your home floor in that environment, and uh, it's going to be a tough road there in Nokomis because Nokomis obviously is there in their own regional. So uh, you know they want another crack at Altamont after that uh, comeback win for the Indians just, uh, last week. So uh, kind of a tough, tough draw. Either way, tough draw because the, the sectional was stacked no matter what. Uh, whoever. Altamont drew in the regional, or eventually you know, on the other side, you got St. Anthony, uh, North Clay as well. On that side, Chrysler Rock, even though they're not undefeated anymore, they lost, they lost last Friday, the first loss of the season. You can't forget about them either. They were the two seed, and I haven't even talked about them yet. So uh, just a stacked regional and a stacked sectional, no matter where you looked at it. And sure enough, Altamont, they drew the number one, and they're going to be going to the Comets for their regional game. And St. Elmo, like you said, they'll be going to uh, Nokomis as well, hopefully, because they'll also start hosting it right here in St. Elmo. They'll be hosting a 13th seed at Patoka, and that will be on Saturday the 18th there. So uh, kind of odd that, you know, uh, Friday night you'll have a game and then you're immediately starting in the regional the very next night. But that's how they uh, shook it out and how the postseason schedule winds up for both these teams. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's kind of kind of weird how it's uh, how that plays out. You Friday night you have a regular season game, and Saturday you start the start the postseason. But that's how that's how it shakes out. And uh, yeah, ultimately I have to go back to the Comas. And any any time you know the Comas, you know, having regional at their place in South Central, having regional at their any time you can have any postseason anywhere, whether it be regional or sectional. You know, on on your home floor, you definitely want to. You definitely want to be there and uh, show, you know, protect your home, protect your home court. And, yeah, Nokomis definitely wants another shot here at Alamont in the regional. But right now, they're just like getting ready to do the national anthem. Yep, and everybody rises their feet and takes off their hats, and the boys are towing the line there. So we'll step away for the national anthem, and then we'll be back after the national anthem, brought to you by Kingley Insurance Agency. And we'll be back after the anthem to take a look at the starting lineups as well as 
Well, I get the tip off of this one between Alcamon and St. Elmo, but we'll be right back after the National Anthem here on Jack FM. to more Altamont High School. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Now, back to more Altamont High School basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to St. Elmo High School and jam-packed gymnasium here as it's going to be Altamont scoring off against the St. Elmo Brownstown. Let's take a look at the uh, starting lineup first for the visiting Altamont Indians and their road of black uniforms with orange numbers and white trim. Let's take a look at those starting five or four Altamont. They're going with number two, Jared Hamer, a 5'11 senior. They also have number 22, Avery Yarhouse, a 6'1 senior. Number 23, Mason Robinson is a 6'3 senior, getting back into the starting five. Number 32, Logan Cornette, he's a 6'2 senior. And we also have number 50, Eric Coleman, a 6'5 senior. So, again, Hamer, Yarhouse, Robinson, Cornette, Coleman, starting five for St. Elmo. As for, or for Altamont. As for the host, the State Elmo Brown South Eagles, they're, of course, in their home white uniforms with powder blue numbers or baby blue numbers, whatever your fancy is. And uh, they are going to be starting out this starting five. They'll start off number 13, Jarrett Halsley. He's a six-foot senior. Number 23, Wyatt Stein. He's a six-foot senior. Now we got number 24, Cade Schwab. He's a six-one junior. And it'll be number 30, Caleb Campbell. He's a six-one senior. And number 32, Adam Atwood. He's a 6-1 junior. Again, it's Paulsley, Stein, Schwab, Campbell, and Atwood. They're starting at 5 for St. Elmo. And uh, we're locked in uh, to uh, this one out. Trying to keep this win streak going and undefeated still in the conference until 
two more conference games the next week with St. Anthony and Winston Two Straws to close out of the regular season. And should be a good one here tonight between these two rivals. As again, I would say in the parking lot, it's jam packed in here, and everyone drove themselves to the school as you can't find a single place to park out there. And we're ready to get this one going. Also, it's cooled off quite a bit. Someone must have opened a window here on this side. It was really hot when we first came in here, but uh, maybe a little gamesmanship there of turning up the heat a little bit possibly. But we're ready to get this one uh, tipped off at center circle. It's Mason Robinson. He's going to be uh, tipping it off against uh, probably Caleb Campbell, but we'll take a see who's meeting Robinson uh, there. Uh, actually, it's going to be uh, Jared Paulsley going to be the one uh, jumping it up against Robinson to start this one, and it's going to be St. Elmo winning the tip, and they'll go left to right on your radio dial here to start the game, as it's going to be Atwood controlling the basketball here at the volleyball line, and they'll get over to Schwab. Schwab will get it over there to Stein. Stein swings it over back to Atwood. Now back to Stein. They'll get it to Campbell. Campbell looking to drive. Gets free. It puts up the shot. No. And rebounded by Cornette. He had to tuck it away from behind, and it's going to be Atwood with the ball. He drives down the lane. No foul call, and the follow is good there by Wyatt Stein. And St. Elmo, 2 nothing. Hammer in the corner for three. No good. Can't get it to fall, but Cornette comes in for the rebound. And they're going to say Cornette was out of bounds, and so it's going to be a turnover to St. Elmo. That's Alamont's second turnover so far in the uh... – First, early going here in the first quarter. As Atwood will bring it across the timeline. They get over there to Stein. Stein backdoor cut to Campbell. Layup down the lane. Up and in for Caleb Campbell. Four points for St. Elmo. It's four to nothing. A little high pass for Hamer as they got it into the front court now. Robinson in between the circles. Over to Hamer. Hamer on the right wing. And he'll direct traffic and San Elmo looks to be in a little man-to-man. It's going to be another turnover for Altamont. They're trying to hit the middle of the defense the other way. A layup is good for Wyatt Stein. Four quick points for him, and it's 6-0 San Elmo. So reminiscent the other night of Nioga. See if Altamont can get it going here. 6.30 to go in the opening quarter. Robinson has it in between the circles. They'll get it over to Hammer. Hammer has it here at the volleyball line. They can stand them on a little 2-3 zone, actually. Over in the middle, too, will Robinson. Robinson had it noped away and nearly stolen away, and it is stolen away. Stein the other way gets Robinson up in the air, layup off the glass and in. And it's 8 nothing St. Elmo. And Coach Neary has to take a timeout. And we'll take a quick 30-second timeout as well. It's 8 nothing St. Elmo in the early going. You're listening now to my Indians basketball and high school boys basketball and Jack FM. It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep or reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. Now, back to more Altamont High School basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. 
Timeout. Robinson fires a three, and it's in. And hopefully that gets out from an off the side. And Robinson's first three, and it's eight to three. Nice shot there by Robinson. I was talking about it in the postgame with Coach Neary of our Altamont coming out flat, and they do it again here tonight. Paulsley shoots a three, no good. Rebounded by Yarhouse. Yarhouse quickly up the floor to Cordet. Cordet let that one go by. High off the glass, no good. And it's rebounded there by Paulsley for St. Elmo. And it's Outwood getting across half court. He passes over the corner to Campbell for a three. No good. And fight for the rebound goes out to Robinson. They're out of taking away. And a turnover back to St. Elmo. And Cornell is trying to rip it away there from Schwab. But they're going to call a reach-in foul on Altamont. That foul's on number 32, Logan Cornette, his first team's first. And so to be saying, Elmo, Baldy's going to fire a three, but they're going to call it a legal screen on the Eagles. So it'll be Altamont basketball. Trying to get Baldy free, but it's a legal screen there on St. Elmo. It's going to be on number 23, Wyatt Stein, his first team's first. So a little pressure applied by St. Elmo, and Altamont breaks it. They're in the front court now, yard out. Picks it up and gives it over to Hamer. Hamer gives it to Robinson on the short elbow. Now gives it over to Yarhouse. Yarhouse is trapped in the corner. They get it to Coleman out to Hamer in the corner to Cornette. And he was driving baseline. He somehow saves it from going out to Robinson, but he missed the layup. And it's rebounded by Campbell. Atwood running the other way. And it's into the hands of Stein. Stein puts it up. Turnaround jumper, no good. And rebound goes to Coleman. And he was looking for a pass or pass it off to someone, and he gets called for a travel. So another turnover here early going for Altamont. Number six for Altamont. That is wow. uncharacteristic of them, for sure. It's eight to three here, a 4.37 to go here in the opening quarter. Paulsley, and they're going to call a, a foul, offensive foul on St. Elmo as Campbell is trying to get free. They pushed off. Yep. Campbell's first team second. And some subs coming in uh, for Altamont. Dylan Elam uh, comes in. And uh, Cornette uh, takes a seat. And uh, it was also, uh, maybe it was just Elam. I saw another one there. Elam's going to fire a three in and out. No good. And the rebound goes to Yarhouse. Yarhouse has the ball. Gives it back off to Hamer. He'll fire a three. Yes. Three-pointer for Jared Hamer. And it's eight to six. I would. He gives it over to Stein. Stein on a swap. They go over to Paulsley. Paulsley's getting a call for the travel, so a turnover right back. Brownstown's first turnover. First turnover of the game for the Eagles. Four minutes to go here in the opening quarter. Altamont can tie the game here. Elam has the basketball. He gets free and gives it off to Hamer. Hamer was too deep to try a three, but goes over to Robinson. He goes inside, puts up the shot. Good. And we're tied. Five points tonight for Mason Robinson so far. All tied up at eight apiece with three of 35 to go in the opening quarter. Over to Campbell on the left wing. Now they're over to Paulsley. Paulsley will shoot a three-pointer. No good. And it's going to be... Knocked out by Schwab, who's trying to battle for the rebound with Yarhouse, and it's going to go off of Schwab, so it'll be Altamont with the ball. Coleman will take a seat, and Kynan Earhart will check in. 
So Altamont can take the lead here on this possession. We're all tied here at eight. And Hamer gets it across the timeline. 320 to go in the first. Hammer has it on to the right wing. He'll get a screen here from Robinson, and Hammer picks it up. Gives it back to Robinson. They dump it to Earhart down low, trying to get in position. They're calling off. It's a foul on Earhart. Just trying to get free, maybe lower the head just a little bit, but not a lot there, but an offensive foul for Kynan nonetheless. Yeah, definitely uh, his first first foul, team second. Stein will take a seat, and Brody Mason will come in. And it's uh, Atwood getting it over there to Schwab. Schwab has it over to Mason. Mason now back to Atwood in between the circles. Atwood trying to call out a play. He's just going to drive, and he kicks it off to Campbell. He's open for three. No good. It bounced off the rim and rebounded by Hammer. Hammer looking to push. Hammer drops it off to Yarhouse. Yarhouse can't fire the three. He goes inside, puts up the shot up and in for Yarhouse. And Alcamont takes the lead. And now Coach Beasel wants a timeout. Yarhouse takes the lead on that two-pointer, and it's 10-8. Alcamont, they take their first lead, and it's a 30-second timeout. I'll try to quick, take a quick 30 as well. You're listening to Alcamont. needs basketball on Jack FM. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours, so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like this is altamont high school basketball on 100.5 105.5 jack fm altamont has uh, climbed back in it and forcing coach Beasel to uh, call a timeout with altamont regaining the lead on the timeout logan cornett came back in and also wyatt phillips comes in as well as he returned the other night on a tuesday and he'll see some more action here and they were trying to Get it in the corner, and uh, I think he stepped on the sideline there or just lost it out of bounds, and it'll be outline ball. Elam will get it across the timeline. Elam drives, and now he's halted by the defense, and now Earhart hands off two of Phillips. Phillips gets three, or gets free, shoots the two, no good inside the arc, and a three-bounder there by Atwood. Atwood running in transition and gives it off to Palsley. Paulsley goes all the way to the rim. Nice move. Lay up off the glass and in for Jared Paulsley. And it's 10 to 10. And uh, there is going to be a, a foul on a St. Emma. He's going to be on cage job this first team third. And uh, Shab will take a seat on the bench. And I could tell who uh, came back in. I think that was Stein. Uh, Wyatt Phillips fires for three. Back iron too strong. And it's going to be rebounded, knocked out by Cornette. As him and Stein were fighting for it. So it'll be St. Elmo with the ball. 10 to 10 in the early going. A minute 40 to go here in the opening quarter. Atwood gets it across half court. 
They picked up by Cornette. They over to Paulsley. Paulsley over to Campbell. Now it is Stein. Stein gets a screen from Mason, and he drops it off to Paulsley. Paulsley looking to get free, and there's going to be a foul there on Altamont. Paulsley also gave an extra little shove to Elam there after the whistle. And he's going to go on Dylan. His first, team's third. Robinson and Earhart take a seed. Hammer and Coleman return. And Paulsley has the basketball. He thought about stepping into three. So he drives down the lane, puts it through two defenders. No good. And Coleman fights for the board and gets it. Up quickly to uh, Phillips. Now dropped off to Elam. Elam faked it in the post. But I good thing he didn't fire otherwise. Well, he got picked off. Elam drives, kicks off in the corner to Cornette. Cornette now stops and gives it back off to Elam on the right wing. Down low to Coleman, up and off the glass, too strong, but he gets his own rebound. His putback is no good, but Coleman is going to go to the free throw line for two shots. A couple opportunities there for Coleman underneath, and now he got fouled, and he'll shoot two. Fouls on number 25, Brody Mason. The, uh, his first team fourth. And a Coleman. Foul shot is no good. So it's still tied at 10. And uh, Schaub will come back in, and Stein will get a rest. Coleman will be at the free throw line for his second one. Misses first, trying to break the tie. And he does. Osmond regains the lead back, 11 to 10. On the free throw by Coleman. And a cornet all over Atwood down the lane. Count the basket and the foul. And also hits the wall hard back there. But count the basket for Adam Atwood. And he'll go to the free throw line for the end one opportunity. Fouls on number 32, Logan Cornet. That's his second, team fourth. Well, Logan in a foul trouble now. And he'll have to take a seat. And Robinson will have to return. And another sub for St. Elmo. Sam Maxi comes in for the Eagles. And it'll be out of Atwood at the free throw line for the end one. Gives the St. Elmo the lead. And uh, that free throw extends it to two. 13. Cook what you want, when you want it, with a new Maytag range. Make crispy favorites using air fry. Delicious baked goods with the help. Get it in, Robinson fires to Coleman. Coleman, baby hook is good, and we're tied at 13. On to the baby hook by Coleman. It's Campbell. 
with the basketball as he just checks back in. Mason drives down the lane, puts up a shot off the glass and in. I don't know how he drove there, and he got it to go in. And uh, that makes it St. Elmo 15-2 of 13 after one quarter of play. And so we'll be back in one minute. You're listening to by any Basketball here on Jack FM. Cook what you want when you want it with a new Maytag range. Make crispy favorites using air fry. Delicious baked goods with the help of convection and tasty broiled vegetables and meats all right in the oven. Cleanup is easy with the included dishwasher safe air fryer basket and self-cleaning oven. Visit Rogers Home Appliance to see Maytag gas and electric ranges with the air fry feature. Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. We're back to more Altamont. Wash the way you want with a washer that lets you customize any load. Visit Rogers Home Appliances in Altamont, Neffingham. See a Whirlpool top load washer with the industry's first two-in-one removable agitator. With this washer, you have two ways to wash. Simply swap the agitator post in or out to care for clothes your way. Check out Rogers Home Appliances located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on Jack FM. Welcome back here to St. Elmo High School. We apologize for some technical difficulties there. And it's 15 to 13. St. Elmo with the lead to start off the second quarter. And Altamont will start off with the ball. The R house spins around inside and it immediately is met by a St. Elmo defender. And they're going to call a foul on the Eagles. And that was going to go on Cable, his second. Fouls are really piling up for SEB. They are. That's their second player with two fouls. Kate Chavez, the other, that's their sixth overall. Quick inbound to Robinson. Can't finish the alley-oop. And it was knocked out. And it was off of the Eagles. So it'll stay right here with Altamont. And it'll be Hamer inbounding underneath the basket. Just to the left of the basket. They'll get it to Robinson. It was knocked away by Stein. And it'll be out of bounds. But it'll stay right here with Altamont. So Hamer will inbounds again on the baseline. We'll basically just do a do-over. A mulligan here, if you will. There you go. Hamer gets it in uh, to Elam. Elam fires in the corner to Robinson for a three. Yeah. Second three for Mason Robinson. He's got eight early points. And Altamont regains the lead back. 16 to 15. Atwood with the basketball. Is over there to a sign. Stein holding on to the ball, but here comes the screen. There it is, and gets off to Atwood. Atwood drives down the lane, puts up the shot off the glass and in. For Adam Atwood. Bank is open tonight in St. Elmo. Yeah, and so another lead change. It's 17-16 St. Elmo, and it's blocked from behind by St. Elmo, but they're going to call a foul. So the Coleman will go to the free throw line here to shoot two. Number 25. Brody Mason, his second. He just checked in for Campbell at two fouls. SCB's got three players with two fouls. And we're only a minute into the second quarter, and we would already be shooting one and one bonus. But this is two automatic ones, and Coleman missed that. So he'll still get another shot at it, though. 
was one for two the last time. So Coleman uh, missed the first, and he misses the second as well. That's going to be rebounded uh, there by uh, That's going to be uh, Maxi. It's on the four there. It's going to be Outwood with the basketball. He's got it in between the circles. He's trying to work against Hamer. And Outwood will hand it off to Maxi. Maxi has it here close to half court. He gives it off to Mason. Mason with it. Looking into Coach Fiesel for the play. And backs out here more towards half court. And they will get over there to Stein. Stein back over to Atwood. Atwood spins around Hamer. And they're going to call a foul on Altamont. Only one in the area was Jared. So it's going to be a foul on him. Well, Jared Hamer, you're right. He's first. Team Smith, probably one. And it's a Maxi will take a seat. And we also have a low willpower comes in. And it's going to be inbounded to him. And there's going to be a violation. And either Paulsley stepped on the line on the inbound or uh, willpower traveled with it. So it'll be Altamont basketball on the turnover. Third turnover from Sean Brownstown. And so it'll be Hammer. With the basketball near how court. Now go to Robinson on the wing. Robinson spins around, and he immediately met there by Will Howard. They're going to get a jump ball, alternate possession here. We'll give it to St. Elmo. It's going to be Atwood getting across the timeline. Six minutes to go here in the second quarter. As Atwood fires a wild shot, no good. And Robinson, quick outlet pass to Elam. Elam chases it down, layup is off, no good. Players fighting for the rebound. It's going to go long rebound out to Wilhauer. Wilhauer gets it up to Stein. A Stein mid-range jumper had to shoot it over Robinson, and he got the rebound. Outlet pass to Elam, and he's all alone. Layup up and in uh, toward Dylan Elam. And Altamont regains the lead back. That was a fast Fast play there, but uh, Alamont ends up with two points. 18 to 2, 17. Altamont with the lead. 5.20 to go here in the second. As you go over to Paulsley. Paulsley gets it over there. It's picked off by Yarhouse. Yarhouse the other way. Layup. Big good. And Coach Beasel wants a timeout. And Altamont, three point lead for them now, 20 to 17. And Coach Beasel wants to talk about it. And uh, so we'll step away uh, for uh, 30 seconds. You're listening to Pioneer Basketball at Jack FM. Wash the way you want with a washer that lets you customize any load. Visit Rogers Home Appliances in Altamont, Neffingham. See a Whirlpool top load washer with the industry's first two-in-one removable agitator. With this washer, you have two ways to wash. Simply swap the agitator posts in or out to care for clothes your way. Check out Rogers Home Appliances located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. This is Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to St. Elmo High School. It is Eagles. Coach Fiesel having to take another quick timeout there as Altamont has to take the lead 20-17 to 17 now. Halsley with the basketball, and he'll dribble here at the top of the key, gives over to Campbell. 
Gable drives right side, drives down the lane, puts up the shot, up and in, count the basket and the foul for Caleb Campbell. As he flexes on the Altamont defense, finishing through traffic, so he'll go to the line for the old-fashioned three-point play. Fouls on AVR House's first team six. So a Campbell will be at the line for the end one. It's up and it's good, and we're tied at 20. And Hammer has it on the volleyball line now. 4.40 to go coming up in the second quarter. Wyatt Phillips checked in on that last time out. Started Earhart as well. Robinson gets over to Hamer. Hamer now Robinson. Hamer. Robinson puts it up. Hop step in the lane. No good. And rebounded by Cable. Just takes it away from Earhart. Atwood gets it across half court line. And Atwood now backs it back out. He directs a little bit of traffic. He's over to Campbell. Campbell here on the left side. Campbell over to Will Howard. Will Howard now to Atwood. And Atwood gives it to Campbell in the corner for three. Yes! Three-pointer for Caleb Campbell. He's got eight, and St. Elmo takes the lead, 23-20. Just a back-and-forth game here so far. Robinson gets over to Hamer. Hamer in the teeth of the defense. Earhart puts up the shot. Left-handed shot is good for the lefty, kind of Earhart. And it's 23-20. to 20. Altamont trails by one. Kind of Earhart's first two points of the game. And he had seven huge points on Tuesday against the Yoga. And he picked up his first one there. Driving to the roll, and it's blocked by Robertson, but a foul. A foul as a sign was driving down the floor, and it looked like he was going to have an easy layup, but Robinson had other ideas, but he gets called for the foul there. So Steve would be over there signaling travel, but uh, he's not going to get that call. So it'll be a two free throws here for Stein. Can't convert. But he'll get another, though. That foul is on Robinson, his first team seventh. Uh, each team wanted the one-on-one bonus now on the, con- on the common foul. So it'll be another free throw. is up and good there for Stein. So one for two there. And it's 24-22. to 22. Robinson at the top of the key. They're looking to get it to Earhart in the middle, but they have it just Play a pitch and catch here on the perimeter over in the corner to Phillips. Phillips steps inside with the arc and no good and rebounded by Campbell. Campbell's looking to push it the other way for the Eagles. He spins around and he loses the dribble and he got to get it off to Paulsley. Paulsley in between of the circles. Does his hand it off to Atwood. Atwood out here at the center court line. And he'll get over to Willhauer. Willhauer gives it to Campbell. Campbell now over to Stein. Stein hands it to Campbell, and it was knocked away, and it's stolen away by Yarhouse. Up to Robinson, layup is good for Robinson. He's got 10 now, and we're tied at 24. Back and forth, he seems pretty evenly matched here. Five ties already, and a ton of lead changes. And there's going to be a foul on the floor on Alphabon, though. And we're one-on-one bonus, so... Going to be free throws here for Willauer. That's going to be on Avery. Oh, it's his second, so he's going to have to take a seat, and Coleman will have to come back in. And still, it takes a seat, and I think Elon came back in. 
They'll allow Wilhauer free throw. Back iron too strong, and Robinson tracks down the rebound. So we're still tied at 24. Quickly up to Elam, and there's going to be a uh, foul and a violation on Altamont. Really, what happened there? Did see Cable hit the deck, but... It's going to be a ball back over to uh, St. Elmo, so maybe there was just he was on the line there because there was no foul put up on the board. So, yeah, so it was just that Elam stepped on the line. So it'll be a sign with the basketball here at the volleyball line. And he's going to let Coleman out to guard him. He gets the five-second count on him. Now look at Stein. Looking to dribble around at Coleman. He picks it up. He's going to be trapped now. They double two Paulsley down low. Tries to get free. Puts up the shot. No good. And there's going to be a foul. A foul on Altamont. And Indians faithful here. Can't believe it. No, I can't. Talking to Eric Coleman his first team's ninth. Fouls piling up here in this matchup. That they are. Yarhouse has two, and Cornette has two for Almont. Well, Job Mason and Campbell each have two for Sam Brown Town. And Paulsey makes that first free throw attempt. And made the free throw, so it's 25-24. Eagles with the lead back. Minute 50 to go in the quarter. And two for two there for Paulsey. And it's 26-24. Minute 45 to go before halftime. Robinson has it on to the right side, and they'll go in the teeth of the defense to Earhart and try to pitch it to Hamer in the corner. Instead, it was stolen away by Atwood. He runs the other way, and there's going to be a blocking foul, and it counts the basket and the foul. They didn't signal the and one, but the official, I think, was more worried about calling the emphatic block, and they're going to say it was not shooting. Uh, either way, it's a blocking foul, and we're shooting free throws because one and one are no the double bonus now, so two free throws anyway. Right. Foul's on number twenty one Dale Needham, his second team tenth. He's had to the long list of players with two fouls yeah. so far in this game. Join the club. Atwood's free throw is good. Twenty seven twenty four. Elam will Take a seat with those two fouls, and Wyatt Phillips will have to check back in. Campbell also takes the seat of four of the Eagles. And Maxi came back in from two strong on the free throw. So one for two there, and uh, there's going to be a rebound by Coleman, and Altamont wanted a foul there, and they finally get one the other way on Atwood reaching in on Hammer. So Altamont in the, in the bonus. They'll go for one and one for Jared Hammer. Fouls on that was his first. Team's eighth. Hamer will be at the line, and a free throw is short. Rebounded by Earhart, though. Earhart gets in position, puts up his shot, can't get it to fall. Coleman somehow comes with the ball. They're going to be a foul on St. Elmo. They were trying to tie up Coleman, but instead they're going to call a foul on the Eagles. And so now Eric will walk to the free throw line for one and one. Looks like it's going to go on Mason, his third. So Cable will have to come in, and Mason will have to take a seat. Minute 22 to go before halftime. Coleman 
will be one and one. Up and it's short. No good. And rebounded by Atwood. It'll be trapped here at half court. And uh, there may have been a backcourt violation. It may have been tipped by Altamont. And either way, St. Elmo regains possession as Atwood with the basketball. Little fake handoff, he drives down the lane, layup is good. With the floater for Adam Atwood. He's got eight, it's 29-24. Coleman down low, and no shot. There's going to be a foul on the floor, and a repeat the process as we're a double bonus. As Coleman will be shooting free throws. Charles going to be on wide side, his second, he's two. Eric jumped up, made his defender jump up in the air, and collided with him and called a foul on the Eagles and double bonus, so Eric will be shooting two automatic free throws here. Almost looks like he's playing leapfrog. And it's in and out. No good. Free throws. Free throws. Free throws. Mm. Eric Coleman's one, one for five so far. Let's see if he can make this. And uh, he'll be at the charity stripe for another one. Second one is good this time. So it's 29-25 with 45 seconds left. Atwood. Get it across half court. Right across over Hamer. I guess over there to Willhauer. Now Atwood. Having it, and he's going to take a little hate off to a cable, and Atwood's going to keep the dribble. 30 seconds left. Atwood goes by Hamer, and it's going to be a pass to Maxi over in the corner. It's a cable for three. Yeah! Caleb Table, another three, and it's 32-25, St. Elmo. He's got 11 points. Ahart to Coleman, cutting down the lane, and they're going to call a, another foul on St. Elmo. And so Eric's going to go back to the free throw line here and shoot two more. Fouls on that one, his second. Stop if you heard me before with Coleman going back to the line. It's only 14.9 seconds left. Coleman, free throw is good. All of the uh, starters for St. Elmo's sister, Jared Paisley, have at least two fouls. <laughs> and then Brody Mason, who didn't start, has three. Wow. Both the teams then 10 plus fouls. Earhart will take a seed. And a Robinson came back in. Coleman. Free throw, up, and it's good. Two for two there. Actually, it was Eli Miller who came in, and uh, Coleman will take a seat, and Aiden McManaway will come in. So both coaches are going to have to get creative with the benches tonight, as a lot of people are in foul trouble right now. Ten seconds left. Will Howard gets over to Atwood. Atwood gets over in the corner to Maxie. Maxie drives. He's up a shot in the lane. No good. Fight for the rebound. Goes to Paulsley. Paulsley back up with it. No good. His foul is no good either. And that'll do it for the first half. So a couple opportunities there and missed chances for St. Elmo, but they do have the lead at half. 32-27, to 27, Eagles in the lead after two quarters of play. So we'll be back in a couple minutes, and we'll have the first half statistics. I try to track down the score or two as well. As the score here, St. Elmo with the lead at half, 32-27. So we'll be back in a few moments. You're listening to Altamont Indians Basketball on Jack FM. Cold and flu season is here. 
Let our pharmacists at Kramer Pharmacy in Altamont and Teutopolis recommend over-the-counter meds to take care of your cold and cough symptoms. Need immune support? Check out our Easy C vitamin packs to fight off illness and keep you healthy. If you haven't gotten your flu shot or COVID booster, we can take care of that for you too. We would like to thank everyone in the Altamont community for supporting Kramer Pharmacy every step of the way. From our team to yours, go Indians. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Painter, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrison, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours, so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. George! George! What's wrong, George? The Mountain Dew, Marjorie. It's... Marjorie, it's gone. It's gone, I tell you! Oh, George! Wait, Marjorie, what's that? There! Why, that's a most delicious Mountain Dew Zero, George! Oh, Marjorie! Oh, Marjorie, I feel alive again! Oh, George! This winter, make sure you're well-stocked with delicious Mountain Dew and Mountain Dew Zero. Welcome into the Halftime Report for Altamont Indians Basketball. Welcome back in here to St. Elmo High School, St. Elmo Gymnasium. It is St. Elmo with the lead of 32-27 here at the half. as Altamont was uh, down a 6 nothing early, and then they came uh, storming back, and Avery Arhouse gave them their first lead of the night, and uh, that was a 10-8 at that point, but a lot of lead changes since, and a lot of ties as well. I'll have to calculate my tally marks here, but a lot of back-and-forth action there in the first half. And uh, St. Elmo uh, closing it out strong, uh, and uh, Altamont is not taking care of business at the free-throw line. Left some uh, points out there 
onto the table there and just a foul fest of a game. You mentioned two fouls. Everyone for St. Elmo starters have two fouls. And, uh, Mason has three fouls, and he came off the bench. And so uh, it's been a uh, foul fest on both sides of the basketball. And so uh, that's where we stand here at the half. It's 32-27, a a so we'll see how it's going forward and how that affects it. And Entertaining first half, and it's always entertaining to watch everyone shoot these off-court shots here at uh, St. Elmo High School. So the little ones, and you got cheerleaders, and everyone in the student section as well. And uh, it's 32-27 to 27 here at the half of St. Elmo with the lead. It's also a little mega night here. They had a fresh soft game here before the JV game, and then they also had a special ceremony as the St. Elmo inducted uh, three uh, new members to their uh, Wall of Fame out there, and uh, those were uh, Abby Hill Fryer and Track and Field, and also for Track and Field, Molly Hill as well, and Landon Fiesel for basketball. Anyone a fan of uh, area basketball knows that name. Fiesel, one of the, one of the better players that St. Elmo's had, and all-time leading rebounder in school history, and got a ton of points as well, so... Those three members were on and into the Wall of Fame, and uh, they have the momentum, and they got the lead, 32-27 here at the half. Yeah, definitely. That was a uh, nice nice induction ceremony there in between, yeah, in between games, and uh, congratulations to, to those who are inducted to the Wall of Fame here at uh, St. Elmo. Uh, my wife happens to be related to... Uh, the hills, so those will be her uh, her cousins, Abby and Molly. So definitely, shout out to them. Congratulations! They had some great uh, track careers while they were in high school. Also, shout out to Landon Fiesel. He definitely was a great uh, basketball player. Uh, second most points in boys' history, the most rebounds. So in school history. So anyway, Phil uh, Brownstone leads here, thirty-two twenty-seven at the half. It's just been a it's just been a back and forth game, Travis. Uh, lots of ties and lead changes, and uh, lots of lots of fouls, as, as you mentioned. Um, you know, both teams were, were in the double double bonus there, and uh, just uh, yeah, I was stopped up. doing my tally marks for fouls. I was trying to keep track of it from a few games ago. Had that little uh, discrepancy, and uh, ever since then, but I stopped doing it there because. I knew both teams were going to be in the bonus. So. Yeah, no, you're right. A they, lot of fouls. They definitely were. They had a lot of fouls. And like you said, everybody, like I said, everybody on the Samuel Brownstown, they're all their stars except for Jared Paisley, who doesn't have any fouls. Everybody's got all stars have at least two. And then Brody Mason, who came off the bench, has three. Uh, Rowlemont, all, all their starters, they, have, they have, at least, have at least one foul. So... Anyway, lots of fouls here tonight. Let's look at some stats, though. First for Sam Brownstown, uh, Low Wilhire has played. Jared Duff rebounds, but has not scored. Jared Paisley is 1 for 5 from the field, 0 for 2 from three point range, but he's 2 for 2 from the free throw line with four points. Josiah Maxey, he's 0 for 1 from the field. Wyatt Stein, 3 for 5 from, three for five from the field, and 1 for 2 from the free throw line with seven points. Uh, Brody Mason, one for one from the field. 
with uh, two points. Caleb Campbell, he's two for three from the field, two for four from three-point range. He's one for one from the free-throw line with 11 points, uh, leading all scorers. And Adam Atwood, he's uh, three for five from the field and two for three from the free-throw line with eight points for Altamont. Jared Hammer, one for two from the three-point line. He's 0 for 1 from the free throw line. Uh, Wyatt Phillips 0 for 2 from the field and 0 for 1 from three point range. Uh, Dale Nino 1 for 2 from the field and 0 for 1 from three point range with two points. AVR House 2 for 2 from two for two from the field with four points. Mason Robinson 2 for 4 uh, from the field and 2 for 3 from three point range with 10 points. Ed McManway has played but not scored. Logan Fournette's 0 for 1 from the field. Conan Earhart's 1 for 1 from the field with two points. Eric Coleman's 1 for 3 from the field. But he is uh, four, 4 for 8 from the free throw line with uh, six points for a total of 27. And uh, the way, you know, keep, things keep going here, Travis, I, you know, Alamont's deep on their bench. Um, if the fouls keep going like they are. But Sam was. They was not so much deep on their bench and the fouls keep going the way they're going, so I, I don't know. They might uh, they, they might uh, have to bring bring some more players in or see if see if they can give uh, see if they can get Logan Mahan get his uh, playing abilities back for a half or something. So uh, he's one of the he's one of the assistant coaches for Sam Brownstown, so Yeah, I know we definitely don't want that. I do know he's right, right, so. uh, but all-time leading scorer, I think, in yeah, boys basketball is. history. So, uh, it's Altamont going to start off with the basketball to begin the half, and they'll be going left to right on your radio dial here starting the third quarter as they trail 32-27, playing a deep pitch and catch with Yarhouse and Robinson, and Robinson threw it too high for Yarhouse, so immediately Altamont starts off with a turnover. That's their first of the half, but that's their eighth, eighth of the game, so... Also in that first half, nine lead changes and five ties here wow. in that back-and-forth game. As Campbell has it in between the circles, the St. Elmo going right to left on your radio dial will start the third quarter. Atwood with the basketball. He was trying to shake Hamburg. is over to Campbell. Campbell now pitches over to Atwood in between the circles. It's a Paulsley on the right side. He is off in the corner, a little head fake, and a back out. Back out to Atwood. Atwood with the ball gets a screen by Campbell. And Atwood getting over to Shaba. Shaba gets free. And then a free throw line jumper for Stein. No good. Battle for the rebound goes to Robinson. Robinson spins. Atwood pass to Hamer. Hamer now picks it up and gets over to Cornette. Yarhouse, deep three. Yes! Pushes it through for Avery. His first three, and it's 32-30. That gets Altamont's bench going. And it's going to be a, a violation of the other way, and uh, it's going to be a foul on Altamont. Foul's on number two, Jared Hammer, his uh, second team's first to half. Hosley will look to get it in on the baseline there, and they get it to Campbell. Campbell pump fake, tries to drive on Robinson, but he picks it up. He'll hit it off to Stein. Stein drives to the rim. No good. A rebound by Coleman. Robinson up to Hamer. Cuts to the rim, and he saves it from going out and saves it in the hands of Yarhouse. 
Yarhouse, deep three, steps in for a good! Back to that three for Avery Yarhouse. And now this crowd rises to their feet from Altamont, and they regain the lead. As is Atwood with the basketball. And they get over there to Schwab. That's Stein on the right side. Now he dribbles up more in between the circles. Schwab gives it over there. And it's knocked away by Yarhouse. Yarhouse and Schwab dive on the floor for it. And they save it into the hands of Atwood. Atwood has to go all the way down the floor. And it's going to be Paulsley getting it out to Campbell. Let's Robinson go by for three for Campbell. In and out, no good. Schwab with the rebound, though. He goes back up with it. And it's good. And St. Elmo takes the lead back. On Kate Schwab's first point. And it's going to be Hamer. Get over to Robinson. 5.25 to go. St. Elmo, 34-31. And Hamer has the basketball over to Yarhouse. Yarhouse, no, to Hamer. Hamer gives it to Robinson. Robinson down low to Coleman. He gets up and a footer. The lane is good for Eric Coleman. And he's got eight. And Altamont has the lead back. 35-34. More back and forth we saw in the first half. And Atwood gives it over there to Schaub. Schaub dribbles here on the perimeter. Gives it over to Paulsley. Shot in the right corner. Good for three. Garrett Paulsley. And it's 37-35. Robinson the other way, lost it on the way up, and it'll be a turnover. Into the hands of Atwood, quickly up to Schwab, and he lost it out of bounds. And it'll be a turnover to Altamont. Awesome, may have been a travel as well, but either way, it's a turnover back to Altamont. Yeah, either way, that's the uh, first turnover to half for Stanley Brownstown, and it's sixth overall. And it'll be over to Cornette. Cornette. Steps inside, gives off to Coleman, who's on the baseline. Turn around, hook, no good. And it's going to be rebounded by Atwood. Atwood running the other way. Atwood gives off to Palsley for three. No good. Battle for the rebound. It goes to Robinson. Robinson outlet pass to Coleman. Lay out the bat and missed it. No good. And it's rebounded by Stein. Maybe Coleman just tried everything he could to catch up with the pass. By that point, he kind of... Awkwardly tried to lay it up, and he missed it. So St. Elmo with the ball. They have the two-point lead, 345 to go in the third. It's Stein with the basketball. He tiptoes the sideline there. He gives it off into the corner to Shopper. Three, no good. Battle for the rebound. It's going to go out to Cornette. And Paulsley and Hamer were fighting for it. And they'll go over to Yarhouse here on the right corner. Yarhouse back over to Robinson. Now Hamer with it, and he'll back it out to call a play. And Hammer at the, at the volleyball line. 3.15 to go here in the third. Yarhouse back to Hammer. Hammer, no-look pass over in the corner to Cornette. He drives with the layup. Good! And we're tied! On the layup by Evan Cornette, or Logan Cornette. And now it'll be Atwood with the basketball. Tied at 37. And Atwood back to back out now. And Atwood will double to his left, spins to his right, drives down the lane, and there's going to be a, a foul on Altamont. As Atwood was driving in the paint there. Going on Hamer. 
Hammer and a Coleman will take a seat. Phillips comes in. Elam comes in as well. And a Coleman says, I need a breather. And uh, Eli Miller will come back in. Uh, to have Mason returning as well. And Stein will take a seat. And it's going to be Mason looking to get it in, trying to find somebody, and gives it to Atwood in the corner. And now back and back out, dribbling here more towards center court. And Atwood goes to his right on Eli, and uh, back and back out now. As there was nothing doing there. Atwood over there to Schaub. Schaub dribbles here on the perimeter, and now they go back over to Atwood. Atwood tries to dribble around the defense, fires it over to Paulsley for three. Good! Three-pointer for Jaron Palsy, second three for him. And we have a 40-37 to 37 lead for St. Elmo. And there's going to be a reach-in foul call on St. Elmo. Trying to poke it away from Robinson as he caught the ball. And so that foul is on Hadley, his first. He's first for St. Elmo of the half. 40 to a 37 Deep three by Yarhouse. Can't get it to fall back iron. And rebounded there by Mason. Two minutes to go in the third. SEB dribbling up with a three-point advantage. And Atwood with it. Now dribbling it around and directing traffic. Now gets over to Campbell here on the left side. Now Campbell gets a screen from Atwood. And Campbell, as Eli switches on him, spins around in the paint, left the layup short, and rebounded by Elam. Elam up to Robinson. Robinson fires into the corner of Yarhouse. He's open for a three. Yes! Three-pointer again to free for Yarhouse. And it is tied at 40. Yarhouse has got 13 now. And now St. Elmo will have it with a minute 15 to go. Palsy gets it across the timeline. Is over to Atwood. Outward on the right side, gives it to Paul's lead. He's wide open for three for himself, and he can't answer. And a three-bounder by Robinson. Him and Mason uh, are fighting for the ball, and Wyatt gives it over to Robinson. Or Robinson and Yarhouse was emphatically calling for the ball there. And there's going to be a reach-in foul for St. Elmo. I'll get on Jared Paisley for St. Elmo, his second, team second. Paulsley will have to take a seat, and Stein will have to come in. Now all the starters for Stella Brownstein have to Yeah, out. now they are. So, Jarrett could get left out for good. Oh. Elam with the basketball here on the right side. Now gives over Yarl for three. Failing it. No good. And it took a bounce off the rim. No good. Phillips comes out with the rebound. He goes back up with it. And there's going to be a foul. And I'm not sure if this is going to be on the floor in the act of shooting. And Wyatt Phillips, they're going to say active shooting, so he'll go to the line for two. Fouls number 25, Brody Mason, that's his fourth. Team's third of the half. And Arthur shoots a free throw before the substitution can take an effect. And Phillips can give Altamont the lead back with these free throws. He'll have two automatically. Free throw for Wyatt is good. His fourth points coming back into the lineup. He got in a little bit against the yoga. Now he's on the board here. And Maxie, Josiah Maxie, comes in uh, 
for St. Elmo. Altamont has the lead back, 41-40. 44 seconds left in the third. Two for two there for Wyatt Phillips, and it's 42-40. And it'll be Stein. Stein and bring it up for the Eagles. Gets it across the timeline, hands off to Campbell. 35 seconds left in the third. Campbell gets a screen there, and he'll spin around, and he'll get it over to Stein. Stein out to Maxi now Campbell's little ball fake, and he'll give it back out to Stein. Stein looks at the clock. He's got 20 seconds, and Campbell now looks to do something with it. Gives it over to Schwab on the right side. 15 seconds left. Schwab picks it up, and he gives it over there to Stein. Stein's going to drive, and he gives it back off to Schwab, and there's going to be a, a foul over on Altamont. A reach-in foul on the Indians. Number 14, Avery Yarhouse, his third, team third. All that time played good defense, and then a uh, foul there, and Quinnette will come in, and Yarhouse will take a seat with those three fouls. Six seconds left. Inbounds on the sideline. So Palsy, Palsy drives to the way, puts it up, no good, and there is going to be a, a foul, I think. It is going to be a foul. And so Palsy will shoot. Free throws here. And then in the act of shooting. The near official called that and you couldn't really see her from the Elmo and Halsey will shoot free throws and he missed the free throw. So good that outdoor or St. Elmo can do is have it a one point game. Atwood takes his seat and Wilhauer checks back in. Eli takes his seat and Yarhouse comes back in with 3.2 left. Palsy takes his second shot. It's good. So one for two there for Palsy. It's 42 to 41 in the corner. Now Cornette puts it up. No good as they quiet it down quickly the other way. But Altamont has the lead of 42-41 entering the fourth quarter. And we'll be right back in one minute for the final quarter. You're listening to Altamont Indians Basketball. Jack and Vince. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Pena, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrison, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. This is Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back in to the start of the final quarter. Altamont with a 15-2-9 a third quarter has taken the lead of 42-41. And it'll be a Campbell start off with the ball for the Eagles to start off the final quarter. He lost it on the way up and it's picked off by Cornette. Now finds Robinson. Robinson the other way in the front court. Shovels it off to Elam. Elam pick. It's a shot to go, but he is fouled. So Dylan Elam will go to the free throw line here for two. 
thousand number thirteen, Jared Paisley, his third. And Elam will go to the line to shoot two. First time of tonight for Dylan at the line. As Elam will try to extend this lead out for Altamont. And it's good. 43-41, to two-point lead for the Indians. 7.41 to go in the game. As Elam will go for his second attempt. Puts it up, and it's in and out. No good. Battle for the rebound. It goes to Atwood. Atwood gives it in between traffic now to a Palsley on the other way. He gives it off to a shop. Shot for a three is good. No good. And his take a couple bounces off the rim. And Cornette pulled down the board. Now Hammer dumps it off to, to the trailer. Your house for a three. Back iron kick. And it's the fall. Cornette comes in, crashes in there, and gives it off to Robinson. Up and in. The nice effort there. And Finds Robinson for the layup. It's 45-41. Biggest lead of the night for Altamont. As it is Atwood having it in between the circles. As Atwood had almost picked off, but they get it off to a Maxi. Maxi have it on the right side of Schwab. Now Atwood fires it down low to Campbell. Turn around, fadeaway jumper is good. A nice shooting touch there for Caleb Campbell. He got 13, and it's 45-43. It was a nice fadeaway cut there by Campbell. Starhouse in the middle to Robinson. Back out to Hammer. Hammer drives on the baseline. He gets out to a Cornette. Now Elam for three. Yes! Three-pointer for Dylan Elam. 48-43. A big three there for the Indians. That's huge. As Atwood gets it quickly across into the front court now. And Atwood dribbling it around, and he's looking for someone to pass it to, and he's going to slow it down a little bit for the Eagles. And Atwood, having it at the top of the key, dribbles to his right, now over to a Palsley on the right wing. And now they're trying to look inside, but Palsley picked up his dribble, finally finds Campbell. Campbell here has it on the right wing, and it's off to Atwood. Atwood now up top. And now Atwood will just hit it back out more towards center circle. And St. Elmo just backing it away, and then they want to attack. They get over to Campbell on the left side. Campbell gets over to a Palsley at the top of the key, and they're going to call a foul there on Cornette. And Cornette is third. He's fifth. He's fifth. Okay. And Will Howard will check in, and... Maxie will have to take a seat. Paulsley will get it in. He gets it into Atwood. 5.35 to go in the game. Altamont with a five-point lead now. Atwood has it in between the circles. He'll hand off to a Campbell. Campbell now over to Schaub. Schaub trying to look for someone to pass to. Gives it off to Campbell again. Campbell have it on the perimeter. And now they go over to Schwab again. Schwab looking to get it to Will Howard. They find him. Will Howard gives it back to Palsley at the top. Now Atwood, and they're calling a legal screen. A legal screen on State Elbow, so that'll turn it back over to Altamont. Foul goal number three, Low Will Howard, his first team fifth. And it's 48-43, a 5-10 to go, and Altamont will have the ball back, and Will Howard will have to take a seat. 
didn't quite catch who came in for the Eagles, but it's Elam getting it. And uh, they'll get over in the corner to Hammer. Hammer now to Elam. Elam here has it on the left side. Back off into the corner to Hammer. Hammer now back to Elam. Elam wanted to go baseline to Cornette, but it fires it to Robinson. Back out to Yarhouse. He'll get it back off to Hammer. Hammer back over to Yarhouse. Altamont being patient here. Turnaround jumper for Robinson is good. Robinson's got 14. It's 50 to 43. Atwood with the ball. Hands off to Campbell. He's over to Paulsley. Paulsley drives to his right and stops and picks it up at the free throw line. Gives it off to Atwood. Atwood almost lost it, but it's into the hands of Campbell for three. Back iron too strong. And rebounded by Cornette. Hamer. Quickly up the floor, gives it to the trailer. Elam finds Robinson and puts it up. Floater in the lane is good for Mason Robinson. And now Altamont has taken full control of the game as they lead 52-43. to And Coach Fiesel wants a timeout. So we'll take a timeout as well. Largest lead of the night for Altamont. And we got four minutes to go. And so we'll be back in the 30 seconds. You're listening to High School Basketball here on Jack FM. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to St. Elmo High School. And Coach Fiesel calls a timeout. Now as Altamont takes our largest lead of the night. Now 52 to 43 with four minutes and one second left in the fourth. Yeah, this game was definitely... Uh... I don't know if there's a lot of hype surrounding it before the game or not, but it's definitely lived up to the expectations of the uh, crowd on, on both sides, the fans on both sides. Alabama uh, has taken commanding lead, the biggest lead so far of the night. Let's see if maybe Sam Brownstone has a comeback in him here. So it's a strong second half so far for the Indians, and Atwood will hand it off to a Campbell. Campbell now hands off to a Paulsley. Now they hand it off to Atwood. Little weave action here for St. Elmo. Paulsley drives, hops up in the lane. He lost it on the way up, and he gets it back, though. And uh, Campbell has the basketball now for the Eagles. He takes a step back jumper. Nola dump it down low, and it's blocked by Elam. Runs right back into the hands of Schwab out to Paulsley for three. No good. In and out. Battle for the rebound goes to Hammer. And Robinson uh, trying to get free now. They'll get it back off to Hammer. Big block there for Elam to uh, stop that shot and call a, a timeout. So Coach Niebuhr calls this one. And uh, so we'll take a quick 30 as well. 52-43, 3-14 in the fourth. You're listening now to my Indian basketball jacket. Cold and flu season is here. 
Let our pharmacists at Kramer Pharmacy in Altamont and Teutopolis recommend over-the-counter meds to take care of your cold and cough symptoms. Need immune support? Check out our Easy C vitamin packs to fight off illness and keep you healthy. If you haven't gotten your flu shot or COVID booster, we can take care of that for you too. We would like to thank everyone in the Altamont community for supporting Kramer Pharmacy every step of the way. From our team to yours, go Indians. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back here to State Elmo High School. 52 to 43, 3.14 to go in the fourth. So Seabury called the T.O. there. Altamont still have the basketball. Yarhouse comes back in and Coleman also returned as well. And Coleman, our hammer was close to the in line, and they're going to say it was over and back as he stepped on the line there. Indians faithful don't agree with that. No, they don't, but I, he did step on the line, but I guess it was questionable whether the ball was uh, pushed out of his hands or not. I think they were saying that it was kind of the same type of play that it was the other a little bit ago. Palsy misses the three-pointer, and they're going to get uh, Yarhouse there with a foul, and Battles for the rebound, and Schwab just hit the deck, so uh, Avery's going to get hit with his fourth foul. Yeah, his, his fourth and team six. And so Brody Mason will come back in uh, for SCB, and Stein will take a seat. So Avery in a foul trouble with four. And uh, so we got under three to go in the game. It's Atwood. Driving to his left, spins around to his right, layup no good, and it's going to be rebounded by Hammer. All of a sudden, the well is run dry for St. Elmo as Hammer has that on the right side. It is off to Hammer. Hammer. Now Robinson dumps it out to Coleman inside, puts it up, no good, but Eric's going to go to the free throw line for two shots. So Eric Coleman will go shooting two more free throws. Fouls on number 13, Jared Paisley. That's his fourth. And the free throw is good by Coleman. Team six for seven rounds now. Ten-point lead up for Altamont, 53-43. to 43. Coleman's second free throw. Up and it's short and rebounded by Atwood. So it's still a ten-point game. Quickly up the floor. Fires over to Paul's. He had it blocked by Elam or Coleman. And they're going to call a foul there on Altamont. Hmm. And uh, so both players were in the area, and it's going to go on Eric. His second, Team 7. And so well, Paulsley will go to the free throw line here to shoot free throws. He's 3 for 4 tonight from the line. First one up on the way, and it's short. No good. But still a 10-point game, 53-43. to 43. And Paul Z. Wilber go for his second attempt. And uh, substitution's coming in uh, for the Eagles. Yeah, Maxie coming in, and I think uh, they'll wait on the other sub because it's going to be Paul Z. Coming out. He's shooting the free throw first. First one in. Second one is good. 
one for two there, and he will come out, and Stein will come back in. 53 to 44, Altamont with the lead by nine, 224 to go in the game. Elam gives it to Coleman, Coleman now to Robinson, quickly up the floor, and it's going to Yarhouse, lay up and in. Running the fast break, and Avery Yarhouse finishes with the layup. He's got 15, and it's 55 to 44. 11 point lead, Atwood. Over to Maxi. Maxi drives. He's off the cable. He'll fire a three on the right side. Good. St. Omo not done yet. As Caleb Campbell with 16. And it's 55 to 47. 203 to go in the game. And uh, there's another timeout. So I'll take a timeout as well. And we'll be back at 30. You're listening now to my Indians basketball Jack and Finn. It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Back in here to St. Elmo Brownstown and St. Elmo High School. It's 55 to 47. Altamont has the advantage and they'll have the basketball. It's Robinson. We'll have it on the right side and now I'll give it off to Elam and they'll back it back out and try to play some Keep some clock. Yarhouse has it up at the top of the key. Now with two hammer. Minute 45 to go. And Maxi tries to knock it away from him. And it's going to be a too aggressive of a play there. And so Hammer will go to the line. As there was a foul. Foul the number 14 to Sire Maxi. His first two sevens. And that will come in and Coleman will take a seat. All the fouls, and uh, that was Maxie's first. Hamer, second, or first free throw up and good. Got four points tonight, and it's uh, 56 to 47. Lead is back to nine. Minute 43 to go in the game. Hamer, second free throw, in and out, no good. But Robinson's there for the offensive rebound, and Altamano reset. And uh, Yarhouse will just. Hold it here in between the circles. Now drive to his left and dishes off to Elam. Now to Hamer. Hamer and Altamont trying to eat some clock. Try to get over to Robinson and it was picked off by Paulsley. And it's going to be a, a timeout for Coach Beasel. And say uh, that Paulsley called the timeout. And uh, so they grant St. Elmo the timeout. So it's a 56-47 minute, 23 to go. In the contest, and we'll be back again in 30. You're listening to Indian basketball on Jack FM. Wash the way you want with a washer that lets you customize any load. Visit Rogers Home Appliances in Altamont, Neffingham. See a Whirlpool top load washer with the industry's first two-in-one removable agitator. With this washer, you have two ways to wash. 
simply swap the agitator posts in or out to care for clothes your way. Check out Rogers Home Appliances located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. Now, back to more Altamont High School basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back in here at the State of High School, 56-47, Altamont with the lead. And Altamont trying to hold on here. They'll be back in action less than 24 hours from now. We'll be taking on Tuscola tomorrow. In the NTC, CIC, a shootout there. St. Elmo Walk will be there as well, but Altamont's game will be at 7 o'clock. Yeah, St. Elmo Brownstown plays earlier in the day. They play yeah. Sullivan. Yeah, Atwood will get over to a palsy shot for three in the quarter. Way off, no good. And it was tipped and in the hands of Robinson on the rebound. Robinson trying to shake Atwood, and Robinson gets it across the timeline. And Robinson... Dribbles the ball around, and he's uh, trying to do something with it, and they're calling a foul on St. Elmo. And now send Robinson to the line for one and one. Probably the number 32, Adam Atwood, his third, team's eighth. And so Robinson will be uh, shooting free throws with a minute and one second left. These are Mason Robinson's first free throw attempts to the night. And the first one up, and it's in and out. No good. And uh, so it's rebounded there by Schaub. Now Paulsley with it. We're under a minute to go. Tipped out by Yarhouse, and it's going to be tracked down to the backcourt by Schwab. Now it's going to be Atwood. A free throw line jumper, no good, and rebounded by Yarhouse. And Avery just uh, slow things down here. Hammer. Was streaking down the floor, but instead of risking it, Garhouse eats some clock here, and Altamont fans can smell the victory. And the win streak will continue for Altamont. We have 30 seconds left for it, and uh, there's going to be a foul on uh, St. Elmo trying to reach in and trying to do everything they can to extend the game, and Robinson will go back to the line. Foul's number 24, Cade Schaub, his third, team's ninth. 56 to 47, 28.2 left, and Robinson still will be shooting one and one. And so, free throw is up, and he'll get another because he made it. 17 points for Robinson, and it's a 10 point game, 57 to 47, 28.2 left. Robinson's free throw is good. Super two there for Robinson. And it's 58, 47, 25 seconds left. Atwood, the other way. They get it in the corner to a Paulsley shot for a three. Way off, no good. A rebound by Robinson. And uh, that'll do it as St. Elmo just call off the dogs. And uh, so that's going to be your final score as Altamont will just dribble it out. And uh, so Altamont will come away with the victory. It wasn't easy at all. But Altamont comes away and wins the second half and wins it 58-47. Your final win streak continues. It's up to 18 games now. And Altamont improves to 6-0 in the NTC as well. And a 23-3 overall. St. Elmo 16-10 now overall and 2-5 in the NTC. 
So we'll be back to wrap this one up, and we'll take a look at the final game statistics as well as we'll catch up with Coach Niebuhr and talk to him about this win. And Altamont final 58-47 to over St. Elmo Brownstown. And so we'll be back in a few minutes to wrap this one up. And you're listening to Altamont Indians basketball and high school boys basketball on Jack FM. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Payne, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrison, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. Cold and flu season is here. Let our pharmacists at Kramer Pharmacy in Altamont and Teutopolis recommend over-the-counter meds to take care of your cold and cough symptoms. Need immune support? Check out our Easy C vitamin packs to fight off illness and keep you healthy. If you haven't gotten your flu shot or COVID booster, we can take care of that for you too. We would like to thank everyone in the Altamont community for supporting Kramer Pharmacy every step of the way. From our team to yours, go Indians. George! George! What's wrong, George? The Mountain Dew, Marjorie. It's... Marjorie, it's gone. It's gone, I tell you! Oh, George! Wait, Marjorie. What's that? There! Why, that's a most delicious Mountain Dew Zero, George! Mm. Oh, Marjorie! Oh, Marjorie, I feel alive again! Oh, George! This winter, make sure you're well-stocked with delicious Mountain Dew and Mountain Dew Zero. It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours, so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like cook what you want when you want it with a new maytag range make crispy favorites using air fry delicious baked goods with the help of convection and tasty broiled vegetables and meats all right in the oven cleanup is easy with the included dishwasher safe air fryer basket and self-cleaning oven visit rogers home appliance to see maytag gas and electric ranges with the air fry feature Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. This is the Altamont High School Basketball Post Game Show on Jack FM. Welcome back in here to St. Elmo High School. Final four, Altamont coming away with a win of 58 to 47. I'm joined by Coach John Eberry here in the postgame show. And, Coach, congratulations again on another victory. But 
decided on a Tuesday that it never comes easy in St. Elmo. And it wasn't easy again here tonight. We knew this game wasn't going to be a blowout. I mean, we knew this game wasn't going to – this was game was going to be within 10 the whole game. Um, you know, I've taken – obviously, this is a really good team. I've taken some other good teams in, the, in here, and, you know, they've – they, Coach Fiesel always has a great game plan. You know they're going to stretch us out because they know you know they know we're going to try to pressure you defensively. And uh, he he basically you know it worked for three and a half quarters or you know two and a half quarters maybe. Um, uh, and we made some adjustments at halftime a little bit, um, but you know yeah we'll take we'll take a win. We'll keep we you know keep 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 rolling a little bit. You know, I, I don't mind these close games. On, in a way, you know, so they're going to help us down the stretch a little bit. Yeah, and it was uh, back and forth in the early going. Both the teams kind of trading haymakers back and forth after uh, falling down early. You got back into it, and you took the lead, and then it was kind of back and forth in the in the early going in the first half. Yeah, again, we get down eight nothing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the heck. I I, I can't figure it oh, out. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, sometimes we try to make them take the. First time out, we, I mean, yeah, the Camel Kid hit some shots in the first half uh, in that corner. They stretched us out. Um, uh, the boys just stuck with our game plan. Um, you know, it wasn't necessarily a, a big kid's night tonight. You know, Eric and Kynan didn't get a lot of minutes in time. Um, you know, they were trying to, and especially in the first half, they were really trying to make Eric guard on out on the perimeter. Um, you know, that's not a forte, obviously. But, uh, you know, we made some adjustments uh, personnel-wise, and uh, it helped us in the second half. Yeah, I tried to navigate the foul situation yeah. as well. There's a ton of fouls there in uh, the first half, and we knew it wouldn't be uh, it would be an advantage for uh, you guys because uh, you go deep in the bench yeah. anyways already. But there was a, a lot of fouls in the, in the first half, so I was trying to navigate there. And, you know, not so much in the second half, but I tried to navigate that in the first half. Yeah, I don't think – I think sometimes our fouls are – they think there's going to be a foul, and our kids are really good about showing hands and showing body. Um, you know, I I think our kids do I – don't, I don't think there was a badly called game. I just think sometimes no. our fouls are not fouls. I think our kids do a really good job defensively and, and showing hands, and uh, it looks like it was going to be. But, um, you know, some of Logan's I don't think were some fouls. But, uh, you know, we're, we're – it doesn't matter when we're in when foul trouble. Next guy step up. Next guy step up. Next guy step up. And it's all about the we. It's all about you know um, we win as a team and we lose as a team. And this night was you know a different lineup that won. So and you know we talked about the beginning of the year. Hey, it it's it's it might not be your night. It's it's a it's it's going to be if you're a team player this year. And I thought the bench was was still at it. And, you know cheering yeah. our teammates on. And. Uh... And the thing started to turn there in the third quarter and in the second half. And uh, Avery came up big in the third quarter and started hitting some shots. And they ended up with, uh, you know, about nine points in that quarter alone with the uh, three ball uh, yep. started falling. So that kind of turned things around for you. We, we, he, he just got aggressive. Um, you know, when you have, he's got the green light with us. Uh, he can, when he, we, we want him to shoot, especially against zones. Uh, you got to shoot it against the zone. It's 100%. I mean, you got to shoot a little bit. You can't just keep pounding inside, um, you know. And then he got a steal. He got a steal on a layup. That was kind of the. You know, yeah. That was kind of the. All right. You know, he's he's doing it on both ends, kind of thing. So, um, you know, Avery stepped up big. He got the chain tonight because of that little stretch of eight points that he had. So, uh, you know, 
it, it, it's each and every night. I thought early on we were trying to do too much offensively. In the second half, we let things come to us. Okay, and then uh, Robinson ended up leading the way again, and he kind of took uh, aggressiveness in the fourth quarter uh, there. And uh, I have you down outscoring uh, St. Elmo 31-15 to in the second half. So uh, defense also uh, came up big in the second half when he needed it the most. Yeah. Uh, Mason Mason stepped up and yeah, I thought he was doing too much in the first half. We kind of talked about it. Got to let the got to let the offense come to you. And then uh, you know we put him in the high post and against their zone, and uh, he he kind of you put a score there. Kind of breaks down breaks down the zone sometimes. Um, you know, and then we stretched him out. We kind of we kind of played their game and did some four corner stuff yeah. and got some layups uh, late or got them in got them fouled. So um, yeah, I, I was proud of the boys how they didn't panic. Uh, they stayed with it, stayed with our game plan. Um, you know, it's all about getting stops. And when we can get stops, we can. it, 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 it kind of ch- it changes the complexion of the Boston ball game. And then uh, one thing that I didn't mention on the Tuesday that I wanted to make sure to mention here tonight was Wyatt Phillips returning to yep. the lineup yep. last night or the other night. And then they saw some action again here tonight, and he got a couple of points at the free throw line. So just uh, another person to get back into the rotation is nice down the closing stretch here going into the postseason. I want to say we're finally fully healthy. Why it might not be completely healthy, but I want to say sure. for the first time all year we're completely healthy. Um, maybe maybe the first couple games, but uh, Eric was starting to get it. You know, he was getting sick then, so um, and we just didn't know about it. But I think we're finally healthy. Add Wyatt to the piece. Um, I thought the game was a little fast for him a little bit, you know, just coming back uh, sure. rather than, you know, the Neo game was more suitable for him, and then tonight was uh, it was pretty fast. It was pretty chaotic, but I like these away games that the crowd's going to get into it, these rivalry games. I said it on my tweet, man. Throw the records out when, yeah. when, when we play St. Elmo, especially over here. Yeah. <laughs> it is no easy picnic, man. It's going to be a dog fight, and we, we came, to, came to test. Yeah, and you passed the test here, and he got it. 58-47 was the final, and now you're going to be – Back in action less than 24 hours after picking up another NTC win, going to 6-0 in the conference, and now it's uh, back-stepping outside of conference in the NTC CIC shootout in the last game of the night there against Tuscola. Yeah, I think it's the third time we third out time out of four years we played them, and yeah. uh, means they're having a pretty good stretch of some talent. Um, you know, they got another Quinn boy. Uh, yeah. They got they got a, a sophomore that can really shoot it. They got a good point guard. They got uh, they got some size too. Uh, I know they just got beat by Macon, which is kind of a interesting loss. Yeah, but I, think I, that's a, that. I think it's a rivalry game kind of, too. You know, you can kind of throw the records out. But they got the one seed in their soup and their sub, um, you know. So it could be a possible, you know, we, we got to get there, obviously. But it could sure. be a possible match down the road, too. So uh, it'll be a good ball game. Uh, Coach Bozareth, I think, is his name. Uh, I hope I said that right. But he does a good job at this school. They, we've, uh, we've had some battles here lately. So it'll be a good game Saturday night. And also good that you mentioned that about the postseason and uh, the brackets coming out. Uh, I know the seed came out on uh, Thursday, the number one seed, and then uh, you got into the uh, Nokomis Regional uh, there with the number one seed there. Yeah, we've got to go play Nokomis at Nokomis again. Yeah. Um, you know, it's no easy picnic either. Uh, we didn't really know what was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, we, were, we, we knew we probably maybe the one or two. Uh, we got the one out. You know, I didn't want them to play. I'd rather never have to play Sandy. No offense to Chrysler Rocker and Comus, but I'd rather never have to play Sandy uh, ever in the postseason. I've gotten beat by them too many times. Sure. But uh, uh, Nicomas could be a one seed in a lot of other subs. Right. And we got to go play them, and uh, we'll just, you know, 
yeah, hopefully we can uh, get through. We got to get through Mulberry Grove and then Winter Carlisle and Ramsey, I think. Uh, but uh, so uh, we'll see. Uh, Carlisle's gonna was well coached too. So it, yeah. you know, go put, go up, go up there and play there. Our bus trip, you never know what's gonna happen. So it's right. tough. It's yeah. gonna be real tough. Exactly, and this one was another tough one here tonight, but coming out with uh, W, so I'll let you go here, Coach, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow, so thank you you for coming up here to joining us here on the post game, and uh, we'll talk to them less than 24 hours from now, and they're back at home in Altamonte against Tuscola uh, there, and uh, so uh, this game has featured a 15 tie, or 15 lead changes and seven ties. But ultimately, Altamont pulls away there in the second half and uh, wins 58-47. And, uh, Dominic, let's go ahead and run through the stats and get on out of here. All right, first of all, for uh, Samuel Brownstown, we had a low Will hour. He played, did not score, had a couple rebounds. Uh, Jared Padley was one for six from the field, two for nine from the three-point range, and he's four for six from the free-throw line for 12 points. Josiah Maxey is 0 for one from the field. Wyatt Stein, three for seven from the field and one for two from the free throw line with seven points. Kate Schaub, one for one from the field and 0 for one from the three point range. Uh, Brody Mason, one for one from the field. And Caleb Campbell, three for five from the field, three for seven from three point range and one for one from the free throw line with 16 points. Adam Atwood, three for seven from the field, two for three from the free throw line with eight points. For a total of 47 as a team, Salem Brownstown shot 8-12 from the free throw line for 67%. They were 5-17, three-point range for 29%. And they were 9-28 from the field with uh, 32%. And for Alabama, Jared Hammer was 1-2 uh, for two from three-point three point range and 1-3 for three from the free throw line with uh, four points. Wyatt Phillips is 0 for 2 from the feet or 0 for 3 from the field and 0 for 1 from three point range. He was 2 for 2 from the free throw line. He had two points. Uh, Dylan Needham 1 for 3, 1 for 3 from the field, 1 for 2 from three point range, and 1 for 2 from the free throw line with uh, six points. Avery Yarhouse 3 for 3 from the field, 3 for 5 from three point range, uh, with 15 points made. Robinson, Robinson 5 for 7 from the field, 2 for 3 from Three-point range, two for three from the free throw line with 18 points. Logan Cornette, one for three from the field with two points. Pine and Earhart, two for uh, one for one from the field with two points. Eric Coleman, two for seven from the field and uh, five for ten from the free throw line with nine points. And as a team, Alabama shot. They were 11 of 20 from the free throw free throw line for 55 percent. 7-13 from three-point range, 54%, and 13-26 from the field for 50%. So, obviously, Coach Neary, you're happy, happy with the win. And like, you know, like you said, Travis, nothing comes easy, and it was definitely a uh, rivalry game. And like Coach Neary said, you could throw the, throw the records out the window, and, you know, Salem and Brownstown had them on the ropes there for three, three-and-a-half quarters. And, yeah. Uh, you know, just couldn't, couldn't finish the job, and, I think Coach you anytime you shoot 50% or better, you know, from the field, three-point range and the free throw line, that, you know, you're probably going probably gonna to win the game unless the other team's shooting better. And Coach is probably going to probably gonna take that take that every time. So, 
uh, they they went here tonight, and but like you said, in less than 24 hours from now, they got to play another game tomorrow against Tuscola, and so, so the same on Brownstown, less than 24 hours, they got to play over at Altamont against, uh, against Sullivan. Um, so uh, those teams very very short rest periods. You probably got to have to play another game, but uh, Altamont winning streak uh, lives on. And talk a little bit about the postseason. You know. Um, you know, I gotta go through Mulberry Grove and think the one, whoever wins the, uh, the other game and go back up, back up to the Comus and, uh, down with Brownstown as long as they win their quarterfinal game, they'll, uh, you know, be up, a, be up in the Comus as well. So, uh, a few more games to go, uh, before that happens. But, uh, right here at the, the end of the season where, uh, you know, you can't, uh, you know, those, those mistakes and stuff are, are gonna, Going to cost you. Alamont got off to off to a slow start here tonight. They got down eight to nothing, but uh, they were they were able to come back and uh, hopefully you know knock knock on wood you know that doesn't come back to bite them in in the future. So a great win, great win though here tonight for uh, for Alamont and uh, we'll see if they can do tomorrow night against Tuscola. Altamont with quarters of 13, of 14, of 15, and 16 for their 58, and San Elmo with quarters of 15. 17, 9, and a 6 for their 47 points. Didn't come easy, hard, a fought win for the Indians. And they're 23-3 and overall, 6-0 and in the NTC, and an 18-game win streak now for the Indians. St. almost 16-10, and 2-5 and in the NTC. And we'll be back quickly tomorrow, and also scheduling no as well due to the uh, Altamonte Regional game for uh, the Lady Indians as they'll begin postseason play tomorrow in Louisville, taking on the five-seed North Clay as Altamont is the 10-seed due to the boys' game here on Jack FM. That game will be over on WCRA, so we'll still have postseason coverage for you, so uh, just have to readjust your dials there if you want to check in on the Lady Indians in postseason play, but uh, we'll have Altamont and Tuscola right here on uh, Jack FM. Full slate of action there uh, tomorrow in the NTC CIC shootout. Game before is... Uh, Winters, two straws, and Casey squaring off. I know Casey's not a part of either conference, but uh, jumping in there before that. Uh, so full day of action tomorrow there at Altamonte. We'll have coverage for you at Altamonte, Tuscola, and then the Lady Indians over on WCRA between the North Clay. So starting postseason. So good luck to the Lady Indians tomorrow embarking on the postseason there. So uh, that'll do it here for us in uh, St. Elmo. Uh, thanks to Derek back in the studio for helping turn of the dials, getting it on and off the air. Thanks to Dominic for coming along uh, tonight and uh, keeping stats and uh, color commentating. And uh, this is Travis Sparks telling you have a great night, and we're back to play the music that we want here on Jack FM. And have a great rest of your evening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for Universal Life Insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. This has been a presentation of Altamont High School Basketball. Thanks for listening. We now return to our regular programming.